It is Tuesday, the 22nd of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shana, lunch with Lee. You were at Mossman Rowers the other day with a couple of very interesting individuals and, and it's just been released. Yeah, it has, mate. This has to be one of my favourite lunch with Lee's. I think um, I had Jason McCartney, the former AFL footballer, uh, is well known for unfortunately being next to the Sari Club in Bali when the Bali bomb went off 20 years ago. So it's a 20-year anniversary of the of the Bali bomb. And he talked about that time when he was there, only five metres away from the suicide bomber. Um, it was just pretty chilling stuff. And uh, But he's got a very, very refreshing sense of humour around that and how we sort of look forward to, to life after that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's worth the listen, that one. Absolutely. Lunch with Lee, of course. Head to uh, your favourite podcast app and have a listen to Lunch with Lee. We've got a huge show on the way today. England, big winners over Iran at the World Cup and the Netherlands have upset the African champion Senegal. Also, the Australians getting ready for their match tomorrow morning. Not many people are giving them a show and Cameron Munster is in trouble again. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, Iran, I mean, look, if England did not beat them, they didn't really deserve to be seen as one of the favourites for the World Cup. But they didn't just beat them. They absolutely thrashed them 6-2. Well, Timmy, I was up last night watching this match only because my skylight of my roof blew off. So <laughs> the SE, oh, SES yeah, guys wow. guys here uh, fixing my putting a tarp over my roof. But, um, look, it was a slow, slow start to the match. Um, you know, Iran taking a bit of a dive here and there and you know, in, uh, questions over injuries. But England... Dominant in the end, winning 6-2. Um, yeah, they look good. They look particularly good in the air around uh, in front of goal. And, uh, yeah, England look, look a really good start to, to the uh, campaign for them. Yeah, and the Netherlands, of course, they've always been a, a particularly strong soccer nation. And uh, they've beaten Senegal. This is be seen as a bit of an upset, really. Yeah, well, Senegal, uh, the African champions, and uh, a 2-0 win. It's a very, very good win for the Netherlands. As as I said, with England, a very good start for them also um, to the start of their campaign. But, yeah, Senegal, I think, will be very disappointed with that start. Not many people giving the, the Socceroos a chance, but Graham Arnold says he has his team united in self-belief. Many people thought they wouldn't get there. I was one of them, to be honest with you, and uh, they managed to, to get there and good on them. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it was around a 10 or $11, uh, the Socceroos, to beat uh, the French team, which are seen as one of the real favourites. Yeah, I'd be, keep your money in your pocket. I don't think we'll even go close to the French team. I think one of our issues is that it was all about just getting to the World Cup and I could see Graham Arnold as a coach trying to uh, get a bit of support from the team to say, yes, we're better than that. We're, now we're here. Let's let's try and win some matches. 
But, yeah, to come up against that French team, it's a big, big ask. And, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo is in Qatar uh, with the Portuguese team and he's trying to play down the whole shit fight at Manchester United. We've labelled it that because that's all it is. Um, 37-year-old absolute out-and-out superstar, most influential sportsman in the world, um, having all those dramas over there. But you're going to expect it, aren't you, with the way that media moves so quickly, social media moves so quickly, that the, the dramas of Man United are going to end up in the Middle East? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, the whole Portugal team, uh, they all love uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. And they would have been very upset with the way he was treated at Man United. Um, he said they won't affect their campaign. But look, I, I think it'll more affect uh, Ronaldo's campaign. He's had very limited time on the actual park himself. He spent a lot of time on the bench at Man U. Um, saying that, he's a world-class player. And uh, I think if he starts the tournament well, he, he could finish it. But I, I just think he's coming off the end of his career. Um, he's not going to be the player that we once saw. Now, look, I'm... Never going to object to a qualified and you know justified protest about anything, and and it's been uh, you know full of drama, full of questions, the whole staging of the World Cup in Qatar. But burning money, shredding money, is something that I've never really been a fan of. Um, this comedian <laughs> Joe Lysett has shredded uh, the equivalent of eighteen thousand Australian dollars. Um, and this is to do with David Beckham's huge paying deal that he's done with the World Cup. Yeah, well, Jay Lysett is a UK comedian. Um, he identifies as pansexual. Um, and he said that David Beckham is a, a huge gay icon. So Beckham has signed up with Qatar to be an ambassador. He's on, he's on $18 million Australian. And Lysett has asked Beckham to pull withdraw his services as ambassador to this World Cup due to the poor... Um, way that um, gays are treated within Qatar. Um, and he said if he did that, he would donate 10%, um, $18,000, um, 1% that is, um, to a charity. And if he didn't withdraw his services, he would shred it. Well, Beckham didn't withdraw, uh, withdraw and he shredded 18000 Australian dollars. I would rather have seen the money go to a charity. But anyway, um, different people, you know, work in different ways. But um, you've got to stand for something, don't you? Manus Labuschagne, he says David Warner could captain Australia. Well, he could. Um, I don't know what George Bailey, the chairman of selectors, is doing here. Like, Josh Hazelwood is a super fast bowler. He's a super guy, a really nice fella. Why they gave him the captaincy role, this is just really taken away and, and really diminished the value of what it, what it means to captain the Australian cricket team. And, you know, to overlook Steve Smith, Warner and Kerry and give it to Hazelwood, it's just a farce. Like, what are they doing? Like, to, to, to earn the right to captain the Australian cricket team is, is not something you should be given or, or considered lightly. And Josh Hazelwood hasn't even captained any junior teams. So it's embarrassing. What do you think of George Bailey sitting in the dugout with the players? So there was a shot of him the other day which has raised uh, eyebrows. I, I, I just don't know about this George Bailey. I, I think he's, he's a guy that sort of he, – he's come and gone within that Australian team. He, look, he, he was a decent player, um, but some of his selections that he's made um, – and he always, he always talks down to – I think to the media and also to um, to the listener. I, I don't like that at all. I think he thinks he's smarter than everyone else, and clearly, his selections for the the T20 World Cup 
were not. Yeah, and I think there definitely needs to be a divide. Uh, I've been critical of other representatives of, 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 you know, the team, other sort of roles in the team sitting so close to the players. It sort of yeah. it, it sort of needs its own inner sanctum, doesn't it? Uh, it definitely does, mate. And I, and I think look, the, the last thing you want when you're about to go out to bat or to field or to bowl is have a selector in your ear talking to you like, mate, let me go and do my job. You you go and pick the team and, and get, get out of my, my eyesight and let us do the rest. Yeah, adds a little bit of pressure, doesn't it? Stay with us. We've yeah. got a bit of AFL Rugby League and plenty more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Brisbane Lions CEO Greg Swan is unhappy with the criticism of the AFLW Grand Final Grounds. What do you make of this story? Well, this is a, a Brisbane versus uh, sort of Melbourne um, story, really. That CEO Greg Swan um, has defended that the AFL final was held for the women um, at Brisbane um, Springfield Base, which is a place where they, they train a lot, but it was a ground designed um, for AFL. Mm. Um, and he said it, it basically is far superior to those Victorian windy hell holes, some of the grounds that he's talking about in Victoria. Um, but the ground is not even finished yet, so it will seat ten to 12,000 when it's finished. But currently they're going to hold the AFL final there and um, – yeah, he's defending the right to have it in Brisbane. Yeah, and uh, look, they do, as a larger subject, they do need to get that right where they uh, going forward, the AFLW, and I'm talking about what grounds they play a lot of their big games on, particularly in Melbourne as we, we change the subject slightly because you want mm. to get as many fans in there as you possibly can. Now, Rugby League, um, uh, Angus Crichton has been slapped with a band. He was lucky not to be sent off in that final. Yeah, I think he was very lucky not to be sent off, but um, he copped a two match ban, which means he will miss the start of the 2023 NRL season. Mm. Yeah, Trent Robinson and uh, Nick Politis won't be too happy with that, of course. He's no. a Roosters player. And Cameron Munster, he can find some strife, can't he? He had the alcohol ban on himself and then, you know, they get the shot of him vaping in the uh, – is that what you call it? Vaping in the sheds after the game? <laughs> well, it's an e-cigarette, yeah. Um, oh, give the guy a break. Like, he's just won a World Cup. He's done nothing wrong. He's having a beer. Yes, he, he went um, and did some uh, 12-month sort of alcohol ban – post the white powder scandal, but he, he just won a World Cup. He's seeing the change room with his mates having a beer and, ha- and having an e-cigarette. If the media don't like it, get out of the change room. Stop taking photos of the guys when they're in their personal time. Yeah, I don't even know what the difference is between an e-cigarette no. and a vape, to be honest. Um, yeah, I might have to do some research on that. But uh, yeah, look, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sort of with you on that. It's a it's a little bit of a nanny state sometimes, isn't it? And what yep. about Charlotte Kaslick? Uh, talking on a more positive front, uh, World Rugby Sevens Player of the Year. Um, uh, you know, the Australian women's team um, are very strong. And uh, I'll tell you what, the men could pick up a few tips from them. Couldn't we what? Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations to Charlotte. She uh, Not only has she won a, a, the Commonwealth Games gold medal, she's won a World Cup, she's won a World Series. Um, she's sevens player of the year again. Um, now, it's uh, Cora Betty was the only 
male uh, to make the the Dream 15 team, the only Wallaby to be named in that side. So, you know, uh, there were there was a time, Tim, when we would have had maybe six or seven Wallabies in in that uh, mm. World Dream team. We've got one currently, and sums it up, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. mm. yeah, absolutely. This Tim Zoo story is a weird one in boxing. Um, trolling his rival. <laughs> well, it's just, it's, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here, but it's uh, this goes back to Zarafa is um, is headlining the fight between Gallon and Hodges, and we all know that Zarafa pulled out on a fight with Zoo. Uh, prior to COVID, mm. he cited COVID as issue. He just wasn't ready for the fight. So Tim Zoo's called ahead when Zarafa's there um, doing the, the PR or the press campaign and he called Gallon and said, us, Zarafa is going to pull out in this fight. <laughs> it's just childy <laughs> stuff. A bit of shit yeah, stirring. Yeah. And Ben Simmons, I tell you what, look, as as the world rolls down the road, it'd be great if he's part of the Boomers squad, wouldn't it, for, for the Paris Olympic Games because he's, he's in great form now, some of the best form of his career. Well, he's, he's definitely back and he's, he's at form at the right time because he's coming up against his old team next match. But mm. the, the match just gone by. It's his second good game in a row. The Nets defeated the Grizzlies 127 to 115. Simmons posted 22 points. He actually shot 11 out of 13, which is really good for him. Uh, eight rebounds and five assists. So he goes into um, that old uh, – the, gets his old teammates the 76ers um, – and I think he's in a good headspace, but am I going to take him back to the boomers just yet? I'm not, 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 not so sure, Timmy. Just pause for a moment. Just pause yep, for a moment. Just pause, mate. Yep. Now, one, I know that we've spoken about this before. One of the real highlights of uh, you know a career like yours is sometimes getting to the country and playing in 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 places uh, you know in, in in rural New South Wales and other parts of Australia. And you got a little tale to tell us to finish with. Yeah, it's reminded me because um, it was quite windy, and um, uh, we played a, a preseason game up in Maitland, and it was the Shane Lee eleven versus the Stuart McGill eleven. Uh, Stuart and I went out the night before and had probably too many drinks prior to this um, warm-up match. Uh, Stuart had got me out once in grade cricket before, and I, I was convinced he was never going to get me out again. Um, well, we were playing just next to a, um, a lawn bowls um, centre, and I... Jack in ditch. Yeah, I hit McGill into the, the lawn bowls, old, old people lawn bowling, <laughs> about seven times to the point where they had to call the actual lawn bowl tournament off until um, I was dismissed. <laughs> Did he get he you? Didn't get me. Yeah. I'd say what I nearly got a few oh. old blokes drinking schooners as well. well they almost needed <laughs> to have someone there catching them. That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Barclay Pierce Capital, they're only a phone call away. And a big thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.